three, and we're back. Four, close right. the door. Five, six, pick, pick up, up sticks. Pick up stories sticks. about. Oh. Oh, okay. Rumors. All right, we're okay. back. Another day, another week. Unfortunately, it's really late once again. This uh, house BS is a lot well, more work you than I thought. Did house BS? I went through a walk. Yeah. And did well, homework. And we had a baby shower today. Not, Not ours. ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it took me like 20 minutes. Okay, so I was working on homework while you were mowing the lawn. Yeah. It took me 20 minutes to figure out how to cite something. What? Yes. Do you just not remember how to do that? No, it was like I had to find all the information and stuff. Oh. It's APA. Well, yeah. American Psychological yeah. Association. So, you know, they have like really weird rules for their citing. It took me forever to get this. Site. Is that what APA format was? It is stands for? Yeah. Oh. We had to do APA sometimes. I don't know why we would have to then. Mm, I don't know. Oh. Huh. But Anyways. We did. Or I did, and it sucked, but it's over with. Anyway. Yep, it's over with. That's all that matters. Don't go to grad school, anyone. Don't do it. Mm. Yep, it sucks. I didn't go to grad school, but school in general sucks. Or do it, whichever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, anyways. So this week, we decided to do... Um, Famous. Like big, big profile. Oh, my gosh. What? Look at this. Can you see my leg? You have a big-ass scratch on it. What's that Yeah, from? probably your dog. My dog? Yeah. He's My grandfathered in as your dog. Um, anyway, we... It's large. It takes up, like, my whole thigh. a big scratch. You're also dramatic. Um, we decided to do... Or was it a ghost? Big, would you let me talk? Big profile serial killers, and it was definitely a ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think our house is haunted. We probably should. No, move. it's not. I see. I see a woman's face in Stop, the window. Stop! Shut up. It's my reflection. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We. Um, oh my God! What's behind you? Shut. Shut up! That's not funny. Oh okay. <laughs> um. Who goes first? I don't know. I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Wait, what did you do last time? Oh, yeah, we did um, Unsolved. Yeah. And I still don't remember who went first. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just go. Just go. So I did uh, Jack the Ripper, which is actually still Unsolved, if you didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, no news news to you then. who is a so like I said, unidentified serial killer, uh, who is known to be active in uh, areas around the Whitechapel district of London in 1888. Do you think that's where the band got their name, Whitechapel? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably yeah. Like oh the God, Black I'm Dahlia murder. I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, just you no. know. Anyways. Are you shrugging your shoulders a lot? Just doesn't yeah. really tell me anything. Okay. Um, like you know. Are you, you know? Are you twitching? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he <laughs> he was also called the Whitechapel Murderer and uh, Leather Apron. He was called Leather Apron, or he yeah. wore a leather. Apron? No, he was called Leather Apron. Oh. Like the leather Leather Apron Murderer. Leather Apron. Leather. The leather. The leather apron. Uh, his victims were usually female sex workers uh, who lived and worked in the slums of the, the east end of London. Their throats were usually cut prior to abdominal uh, mutilations. Um, uh, the, so the way that their internal organs were removed on at least at least three of the victims uh, showed that the killer had some type of anatomical, an- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or surgical knowledge. Uh, letter. I thought I said it wrong, like after I said it, and then I realized I said it right. So that's why. Anyways, letters were received. Indict. 
shut up. Letters were received by media outlets uh, from the supposed killer in 1888. Um, from they had newspapers in 1888. Yeah, they had newspapers before that. I guess it just seems so yeah. crazy that yeah. they like. I don't know. This big ass machine printing it. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they probably. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know when that stuff. Like, actually, like, printing was a thing. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Anyways. Um, uh, th- it was apparent from, or apparently they were from writer or writers acting as the killer. Uh, Jack the Ripper came from uh, from a letter written by someone claiming to be the murderer. Um, yeah, like, acting like he was the killer in the, in the uh, letters to the media. I'm confused. I think I just confused myself too, but whatever. Um, he he named himself J- like they they started to get the name Jack the Ripper from all these. So they were getting like letters. The newspaper was getting letters written into them, and this guy was like, "Hey, I'm the murderer." Signed yeah. Jack the Ripper. So that's where they got the name. I don't know. Okay. I think. <laughs> I wrote this sentence and I started to confuse this is myself. Faulty reporting. No, 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 I started to confuse myself. I, I messed up that sentence, so I started to confuse well, myself while that. I was talking. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm making myself look really stupid right now. No. Yeah. Mm, uh, okay. Whatever. They think that. I think that ship sailed whenever I said in indict. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, they think that the letter wait, was... Wait, wait, what was it that you asked me today that I was like, did you seriously... Shut up, I don't care. They think it? that the letter was probably a hoax and actually may have been written by journalists in an attempt to get headlines. It never happened. Your thing. Your story. That okay. was a dream. I don't remember what it was Yeah, it was a dream. That's why. It never happened. Okay. So we'll move on. The letter, uh, in quotations, from hell, received by, which was one of the letters from whoever, it was called from hell, uh, received by George Lusk of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee, uh, came with a half of a preserved human kidney, supposedly from one of the victims. Uh, This is when the public, oh, here we go. This is when the public started to give him the name Jack the Ripper because of the nature of his killings. Hmm. So that answered our question a, few, a little bit ago. Where he got the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they believe he murdered at least 11 in Whitechapel up to 1891. Uh, five victims, Mary Ann Nichols and Nee Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes and Mary Jane Kelly are the five killed in 1888 and were dubbed as the Conical Five because they were killed between August 31st and November 9th, 1888. They believe all the killings were linked and never actually solved. Why are you staring at me like that? I'm trying to think of the word for like homeless people. Oh. And I can't think of it. Uh, homeless? No. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, they were believed to be over 100 hypothesis. I'm uh, oh, sorry. There are believed to be over 100 hypotheses. <laughs> you can do I'm it. A, uh, uh, about who the Ripper actually is and uh, have inspired many works of fiction. Vagrant. What? That was the word I was trying to think of. Okay, anyway. What did you say? Vagrant. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Whitechapel in London's East End was known to have 62 brothels, which is a lot. Yeah. And 1,200 women working as sex workers in 1888. That's Um, sad. That says a lot about the economy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was known to be, like, lower class there. Yeah. So... Uh, the killings spread from April 3rd, 1888 to February 13th, 1891. Uh, police called them the Whitechapel murders. <clears throat> Most experts uh, say that the victims had deep throat slashes, abdominal and genital area mutilation, 
removal of internal organs, uh, progressive face mutilations as the distinctive features of the Ripper's victims. Um, so the so there's a couple they don't know, like they obviously don't know. They're just trying to link these together. But these two were actually never, they were before the whole, the conical five. Um, but they think it was probably part of him, like his killings. But they're not, um, like, they weren't done in the same fashion as the other ones. That's why they're not sure. So Emma Elizabeth Smith, who was attacked but not included, oh, like I said, not included in the Conical Five, was robbed and sexually assaulted. A blunt object was inserted into her hoo-ha, uh, rupturing her. Uh, what? What? A blunt object was inserted into her hoo-ha. What in? Inserted. Why did it sound like you were not saying inserted? I said inserted. No, you were saying inserted. It inserted. Okay. Into her vaginal canal. Into her hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Shark beat. Hoo-ha-ha. Uh, rupturing her peritoneum. Is that how you say it? I don't know oh. what you're talking about. Why'd you look at me like I would know? I don't know. It's a body part. Peritoneum? That yeah. sounds like the weakness of a superhero. No, I looked it up earlier. It was like a, It was like the membrane or something that like lines your stuff. Your stuff, your yeah. uterus? No, I, yeah, I don't know. It's something. You can look it up. Uh, I looked it up or whatever. Um, but she died later, a uh, day later in the hospital, uh, which is weird because she said she had been attacked by two of three men and uh, one was a teenager. So how would that lead to one person being the killer? But she, like I said, this one might be different. Did you figure out what it is? It's the serous membrane forming the lining of the abdominal cavity. Yeah, so that's like, so that means everybody has it. Jesus, he ruptured that? Yeah. Neat. Well, he probably just Shoved rammed it right in there. there. It's part of the abdomen, which means... Put it up there pretty far. Yeah. That's sickening. Okay, yep. anyway. Okay, so um, uh, so the next one is Martha Tabram, uh, who was killed on August 7th, nine, or, not 19, 1888. Uh, she suffered 39 stab wounds. Uh, Martha also is... Um, let, me, let me just, sorry to interrupt you. Okay, see where your vag is in this diagram of the human body? Yeah. That's where the peritoneum is. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a good a good distance. Let me just tell you. Is that like right where your kind of belly button is? A little bit. It's little higher than your belly button. Oh. Yeah. It's like mid abdominal. Yeah. That's uh wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's the like part that protects in between your f- skin and your ab muscles. Huh. So, yeah, uh so Martha suffered 39 stab wounds. Um so like I said, she was a little different than the other ones too. And we'll get into the other the other killings in a minute. Uh, there is another one. Okay, so now here we're starting to get into the the conical five, because they were done close together and in the same fashion. Um, so Nicole's body uh, was discovered, or Nichols, sorry, Nichols' body was discovered at uh, 3.40 a.m. on August 31st, 1888. Her throat was severed by two cuts. Uh, part of her abdomen was partly ripped open by a deep, jagged wound. Uh, there were several several other incisions on the abdomen uh, from the same knife. Uh, Chapman's body was discovered on September 8th, 1888. Her throat was severed by two cuts again. Um, abdomen was slashed entirely open and discovered that her uterus had been completely removed. A witness said he they had seen Chapman at about 5.30 a.m., 
with a dark-haired man of shabby, genteel appearance. I don't know what genteel means. Why are you looking at me like that? Gentile. Gentile. It, it's E-E-L. Oh. So I don't know. He was shabby, though. Stride. This is full of some weird words today. All right. Stride. Did you copy and paste? It means no, polite, I didn't. refined, or respectable. But that was, that was like, quote, like, quote what they said. Oh. That was like, quote what they said. So okay, cool. I it put was that a in there. Refined looking man. Oh, okay. Uh, Stride and Eddowes were killed on the same day, September 30th, 1888. I guess this was a threesome gone wrong. Uh, they were <laughs> they were both discovered at Shame. around 1 a.m. in Dudfield's yard. What? Shame. Shame what? On you. Oh. The cause of death was one clear-cut incision uh, with uh, which severed the main artery on the neck. Uh, Stride actually did not have mutilation in the body parts, and they actually question whether this is linked to the Ripper's murder spree. Um, they, there were witnesses who said they saw both uh, of them with a man, but the descriptions all kind of contradicted themselves because one would say he was well-dressed, and then the other would say he was like kind of like a normal-looking person. Um, so... It, it didn't really hold much water. Um, Edo's body was found with her throat severed and her abdomen ripped open by a long, deep, jagged wound. The left kidney and the major part of the uterus had been removed also. Uh, a witness said that they said Edo's uh, was with a fair-haired man of shabby appearance with a woman who may have been Edo's. Um, I think this this was like by some like kid, and he was with like two other friends, and the kid said that he saw this, but the other two kids couldn't like. They were like, I don't know what he's talking about. So, uh, Kelly's disemboweled body was found uh, at 10:45 a.m. on November 9th, 1888. Uh, the throat had been severed down to the spine, and the abdomen also emptied of its organs. The heart uh, was completely missing. Yee. Yeah. They believe Nichols, uh, yeah, murder has been may have been interrupted because she didn't have any missing organs, but she had like the same cuts. Um, they think the killings ended um, because they either the killer died or uh, was in prison uh, for another crime or institutionalized or something. Or he went to Chicago and became H.H. Holmes. I guess it was around that time, wasn't it? Mm. That would be insane. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Another, like, so they they don't know, but this is just speculation. Another murderer was the Pynchon Street Torso, um, and this was a headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman found under a railroad oh or a railway arch in the Pynchon Street, uh, which was in Whitechapel, on September 10th, 1889. Um, and this is the odd one. So there was a seven-year-old boy found murdered in Manningham, Bradford, on December 29th, 1888, his legs were severed and his abdomen open, intestines drawn out, and his heart and one ear removed. What the hell? Yeah. The boy's employer, employ, employer was actually arrested twice of the murder, um, but was released due to insufficient evidence. Hmm. Evidence. You know what's, uh, you know what's funny is it was his employer and he was seven. Like, I don't he, get it. He was working. Oh, the little boy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the boys who found him. Oh no 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 the seven the, it was his employer that got. Uh, oh well yeah this is the eighteen hundreds yeah you gotta I work know. out of the womb. Yeah I know but I don't know times have changed and it's different you know it's just kind of weird yeah. when I first saw that I was like whoa. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah so. 
Over 2,000 people were interviewed and about 300 were investigated um, and 80 were detained. Um, butchers, slaughterers, surgeons, and physicians were suspected because of the manner of the mutilations. The only thing I think is weird is that they say it was surgeons or physicians and they said it was like jagged cuts. I think it would be more cleaner lines if it was somebody like that. Well, jagged would mean like a bad knife. Yeah, but I think they would have access to... A good knife. A good knife. So I think butcher and slaughterer would be better mm -hmm. fit for that. Yeah, butcher makes sense. Yeah, so um, because they would still kind of know the anatomy of like your insides. Like they wouldn't know exactly, but they would have a pretty damn good idea. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I just think a surgeon a physi or a physician would have a, it would look a little different. I don't think it would be jagged or, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there was also another thing. So there was actually cattle boats that would deliver to London. And so they were trying to actually see if, like, if any of the butchers or anything were the, were on those cattle boats when they were docked and if the murders took place when they came in town. Mm. But they actually didn't match up. Hmm. So I thought that was a good idea, so I added it in. The other day I saw a truck of cattle driving down the interstate and I started crying. <laughs> you actually cried? Yes. Oh. Because they were young. Oh. Uh, let's see, uh, a surgeon was actually interviewed, like, it was his opinion on the murder, so, like, he wasn't accused of it, um, but... It was he, him. Yeah. He, uh, he believed that they were all lying down when their throat was initially cut, which, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like, no shit, but, to me. How? Why? Uh, I don't know. Just like would he just like slit their throat and then throw them down? I don't. Come up behind him, slit their throat. Oh, I and guess. And let them fall. Yeah, I guess that could have happened, but. Why would you cut someone's throat while they're laying down? But I don't think he. I don't think he snuck up on these. Because they were, sex workers, so he probably was, acting like he was going to. Yeah. You know, Pay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. He believed that the murderer was a butcher, so he, the surgeon thought it was probably a butcher and not an actual another surgeon, um, just because he would have some sort of, uh, you know, no, have some knowledge on the anatomy, you know. Mm. Um, apparently, in 2015, uh, Jack the Ripper Museum opened in East London. What? Yeah, and. Uh, so I'm, I'll add, uh, like, after, you know, years after it all happened, they were trying to figure out if they could find out, you know, evidence and stuff to put the pieces together. But I back then, like, they didn't have the technology they have now. Right. So, like, the knowledge to keep things, like, clean or, you know, not touch anything, like, uh, wasn't, I guess, practiced. So, like, the, you know, the notes were passed on to many people and stuff like that. So, like, carelessly passed on. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it. It's sad knowing that, like, the sex workers in that area, like, they probably knew who the killer was. Like, they probably saw him. They probably, like, you know, knew what was going on, but... They weren't taken credibly because they were sex workers. Maybe. And they were probably scared out of their minds because they knew they were being targeted and murdered, but they had no choice. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Sad. Okay. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that stuff the happens these days, too, so. Jack the Ripper. Hmm. Jack the Vipper. I decided to do... One of my favorite cases, solely based on the capture of this individual. 
Oh, the cat. Oh, d- wait. Uh, did you hear about that one guy that got, um, he murdered his wife a long time ago? And then they think, so like he served his sentence because he got a life sentence, which is like 25 years or whatever, something like that. Um, and he, they said he was too old to be dangerous. And then he ended up killing somebody else when he got back home. Yeah. And he was yes. old as, he's like old as shit. I can't remember his name or. Oh, people are dumb. Yeah. But anyways, okay, sorry. Jeez. The capture of your person. Okay, yeah, that's my favorite part of this story. I am doing the Night Stalker. Oh. In 1960, in the big state of Texas, a man by the name, actually it was a baby at this time, by the name of Richard Ramirez was born. Isn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre after one of these? Ed, Ed Gein. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Which I did him already. Yeah, um, that's right. Born. Texas, 1960, Richard Ramirez. At the age of five, Ramirez was hit in the head by a swing, which knocked him unconscious and caused seizures from that point on. Um, A lot of people theorize that this head injury caused him to become violent later. Hmm. I don't think that's true. I think this made him become violent. At the age of 12, his older cousin, Miguel, um, came home from fighting in Vietnam um, and Miguel would tell Richard about the torture and mutilation that he inflicted upon Vietnamese women while he was fighting in Vietnam. Yeah, that's probably more and like And showed it. him photos of said violence that he inflicted. Um, Miguel also introduced Richard to marijuana at age 12, and they frequently smoked it together. When Richard was 13 years old, he witnessed Miguel murder his wife. Okay, this, uh, we, we found this. <laughs> yeah, I would the say reason. that has a lot more to do with it than getting hit in the head with a swing. Anyway, so age 13, he witnesses a murder after he sees mutilated and tortured Vietnamese women. In the ninth grade, Ramirez dropped out of school. He didn't have many aspirations, I would say. And was arrested for the first time at the age of 17 for marijuana possession. Thanks, Miguel. Over the following seven years, Ramirez would be arrested twice more for auto theft. In these seven years, he also moved from Texas to California, became addicted to cocaine, um, started burglarizing, and started showing interest in Satanism. A lot of stuff happened to him in seven years. Yeah. He made a big move, you know, he adopted a new doctrine, um, he started taking, snorting cocaine. cocaine, a lot of stuff. Okay, so in the mid-80s, Ramirez, he's routinely burglarizing homes, and um, while he's burglarizing, this is when the killing begins. So he first starts by murdering 79-year-old Jenny Vincow. Uh, he stabbed her repeatedly and slashed her throat so deeply that she was nearly decapitated. Um, before he murders his victims, he rapes them, then stabs them. Um, because nothing says big, scary, strong murderer like killing an old lady. That was a side note I wrote in. Um, so the pattern of breaking into homes, shooting the husband, assaulting the wife... And then killing her became Ramirez's routine and M.O. And he was given the nickname of the Valley Intruder. Which, what would happen if he, like, burglarized a home with gay men? Like, a gay couple? He'd be like, oh, there's no woman to rape and murder. Because he just killed both of them. He'd be like, oh, shit, and then leave. (laughs) Probably not. Probably just kill them. Um, In March of 1985... He attempts to murder 22-year-old Maria Hernandez outside of her home, but she survives because when Ramirez held up the gun and pulled the trigger to kill her, Hernandez held up her hand to protect herself, and the bullet ricocheted off of her car keys that were in her hand. What? Yeah, so, like, she held How up her hand. How close was she? Like, probably pretty close. Like he I don't pulled know, her yeah. in. He pulled her into her garage and, like, tried to shoot her. And she held up her hand to protect herself. 
the bullet ricocheted off her key she had in her hand and grazed her face. So it still got her, but it didn't, like, make direct uh, contact. Oh, uh-huh. Um, so Interesting. she... Yeah. It grazed her face, but she ran away and escaped. But when she escaped, he went inside and murdered her roommate. Oh, that's... 30, yeah, 34-year-old Daily Okazaki. Um, after this, he killed at least seven other people. Say their names. Sai Lian Wu. You, sorry, Sai, Leon, you, Vincent and Maxine Zazara, and William and Lily Dow. In the summer of, those were, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, and then I already talked about, no. I will talk about some more. Um, <laughs> In the summer of 1985, okay, so these murders, these um, seven, however many I just talked about, happened in March of 85. In the summer of 85, he kills 12 more people. Jesus. That we know about. Um, so at this point, the LAPD is like, we need help. So they call the FBI to come in and help with the investigation, which a lot of police departments won't do because they feel like it's like, um, like they're giving up. Yeah. Like they're like, we're not good enough to do this. So they actually like hurt themselves by not getting help. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, they like limit themselves. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't. Like they could have caught him before that. Yes. Yeah. But they um, did. They did not do this at this time. They reached out like really soon. And they're yeah. Like, hey, oh, we okay. Need help. okay. 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 I'm just saying a lot of the time, police departments won't reach out. That's an ego thing. Yeah. Um, and real quick, let me tell you the Zazaras that I mentioned, um, Maxine and Vincent. Um, there was a 20-year age gap between them, which has nothing to do with the story. I just thought it was interesting. 64 or 44. Um, <laughs> so I just want to tell you about their murders just their murders, just in case you don't have an idea yet of how horrible Richard Ramirez was. Um, he broke into their home and shot Vincent Zazara in the head, killing him instantly. Um, when his wife, Maxine, was awakened by the gunshot, Ramirez beat and bound her while yelling at her to tell him where the valuables were. Um, so she told him, and while he was ransacking the house, Maxine got she like shimmied out of her bonds she got a shotgun that was under the bed but it was unloaded so she was like trying to load it and he walked in on her trying to load the gun and he got so mad that he shot her three times went into the kitchen to get a carving knife mutilated and stabbed her several times then gouged out her eyes and placed them in a jewelry box that he stole what the fuck yeah that's how messed up he was Oh, my gosh. He did all that post-mortem, so thankfully she was dead. Still. I know. How does that? But she didn't feel any of the pain, thankfully. But, yeah, he was was sick in the head. Um, Well, they say, like, what is it? So, like, after you actually, like, like your heart's not beating, but your brain's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A certain amount. Like after a little while. Like Twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, technically, she may have felt it. We don't know. That's not yeah. a proved thing. Yeah. I hope she didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I don't know. It was just a thought. Like Cecil <laughs> That's a St. Louis thing. Pizza. Yep. There was so much media coverage on Richard Ramirez that he had to leave the L.A. area. And go to San Francisco to lay low. But while he was there, of course, he killed two people. Peter and Barbara Pan. Yes, the guy's name was Peter Pan. Uh. I didn't notice that until after I typed it. I was <laughs> like, wait, Peter Pan. Um, so after these murders, he used lipstick to draw a pentagram on the wall with the words Jack the Knife. Don't know what that means. Since the M.O. was the same, breaking into the home at night, killing the husband, assaulting and murdering the wife, um, the police knew that it had to have been the same guy that was committing these crimes back in L.A. 
And then the police were like, oh, he's not killing in the valley anymore, so let's change his name from the Valley Intruder to the Night Stalker because he kills at night. So that's how he got his name, the Night Stalker. Um, he murdered a lot of people that we would be here for hours if I went through every single one. So, Do they know how many, like what the number is? Um, I think he was charged with like 11, I think. Oh. But it was probably more. Well, how many like suspected though? Um, I don't know. Oh. I would I would say <laughs> over 12 for sure. Okay. Well, didn't he didn't he do like 12 at one time? Mhm. Okay, oh, keep well, going. Well, he did like 7 and then he did 12. So, it has to be somewhere around 20 suspected, I would say. I don't know. I didn't look that up. I should have. Um, okay. So, We'd be here a while if I went through all of the murders, but um, I just wanted to say rest in peace to all the victims because this is a sick individual. His teeth were disgusting. Oh, I'm going to get into that. Um, but yes, if I had the time, I would go through every victim, but I don't. So here's me paying homage to you. All right. Um, I'm listening. I'm looking up his, uh, like, how many total. I doubt you're listening. Even though he did murder a lot of people, um, there were actually quite a bit that survived his attacks, um, and they all recounted that the smell of his mouth was absolutely disgusting. That is so gross. So they, it says victims 14. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, that's disgusting. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So in 84, I think it was. He stopped, like, doing any type of hygiene care. He just completely stopped. So his teeth just started rotting. And they, when they caught him, his teeth were, like, rotted. Oh, that's so gross. Like, the pictures, I saw the picture, uh, I think it was his... Um, yeah, where they're, like, sticking out of his yeah. mouth. Yeah, he's skinny as shit, too. Yeah, and his cheekbones are, like, super yeah. high. He looks like a fucking skeleton. Yeah. Except he looks more... I guess, healthy and whenever he's, like, at the court, like, this picture? Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably because he's been fed. Yeah, with the pentagram on his hand. Don't talk about it. Oh, sorry. God, you ruin everything, oh, Mom. But this one, that is... Yeah, his mugshot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Okay. Anyway, right. um, so even though he did murder a lot of people, there were a lot that survived his attacks, um, and they all, I just said that, recounted that his mouth smelled putrid. Um, could you imagine, like, that assaulting you, and that's all... What? What? Okay. In August of 85, Ramirez broke into the home of Bill Carnes and Inez Erickson. He shot Bill in the head three times, then raped Inez. Um, after demanding to know where all their valuables were, he made her swear to Satan that there were no more valuables, which was apparently, um, that this was a phrase that he used a lot, according to other survivors, that he would say, swear to Satan that this is all the valuables you have, or like, this is all the money that I, you know, have because he was a Satanist. Um, self-proclaimed. Which I think, like, Satanists, like, there's such a bad stigma. Like, if you look up the Satanist commandments, they're not, like, evil or anything. Like, they make a lot more sense to me than Christian commandments. Uh, should I be concerned? No. But I'm just saying, like, okay. he was probably like, oh, Satan, Satanist, that means evil. And that's not what it means. So, I don't know. I just... I think people like him make it sound worse than it actually is because he didn't know what he was talking about. Um, and he was on a lot of drugs. So. Cocaine. Yeah. Um, instead of killing 29-year-old uh, Inez Erickson, he told her, tell them the Night Stalker was here. Which, I mean, bad move on your part if you're trying not to get caught, you dumb dumb. Because that's just basically like putting a giant X marks the spot. Hey, the Night Stalker's in this area. Yeah, right. 
um, and telling her, hey, I'm the Night Stalker. This yeah. is what I look like. Yeah, exactly. Um, like giving it away. Yeah, so the physical description that Erickson was able to give to the police, along with a shoe print they collected at the scene of the Zazara's murder, um, and a fingerprint from a car he had stolen gave police enough evidence to link the Night Stalker to 25-year-old Richard Ramirez. P.S. Inez Erickson and Bill Carnes both survived. Hmm. Yay. Yay. Um, so now that police knew who the Night Stalker was, they um, were basically blasting all media outlets with his mugshot from a previous arrest. Um, I mean, it was everywhere. It was in the news. It was on newspapers, magazines. Those are the only media outlets I can think of in the 80s. Um, so, of course, he was like, I need to get the f- out of here. So he hopped on a bus to Tucson, Arizona to visit visit his brother, even though... He didn't care about his brother. He just needed to get out of L.A. But apparently his brother didn't want to see him because as soon as he got to Tucson, he literally hopped back on a bus to L.A. Hmm. and came back because um, he, like, couldn't find his brother. Um, but the police weren't dumb. They knew where he was going. They knew where he was going to be. So they waited for him at the train station. There were police posted up at this train station waiting for, or bus station, waiting for him to get off this bus. That's crazy. Yeah. They That's were good, like, though. They were going to, like, bombard him. Um, so he gets off the bus, and he somehow manages to avoid police. What? Yeah. He just keeps his head down, uh, and he just walks right out. They had one job. Yeah. They could have stopped every single person who got off the bus. Yeah. Is. So he avoided police capture. Um... He made his way to a convenience store near the, the bus station, the bus stop. Um, when he, he walked up to the store and outside uh, those little, like, news shelf things, um, the little metal racks with the yeah. newspapers on them, um, his face was on hundreds of those. That's what he walked up to. It was like walking up to a mirror. He walked up to this convenience store, and it was like his face everywhere on these newspapers and he was like oh crap so he was standing there looking at his face on all these newspapers and there was a woman inside of the convenience store that saw him Mm -hmm. and started yelling el matador el matador which means the killer the killer really yeah so she starts yelling this and people are like oh my god oh my god it's the killer and he's like oh shit so he starts running down the street away from this convenience store just running down the street. He hops a bunch of fences. He runs across the Santa Ana freeway. Huh. He ran, and then he runs into a residential neighborhood or, like, area. Yeah. Um, there was a woman getting out of her... Her car was parked in her driveway. She was getting out of her car. Um, he runs up to it. He, like, punches her in the face um, and tries to steal the car, but she, like, starts screaming and fighting back, so he runs away. Um, the woman's neighbors this woman they tried stealing the car from her neighbors happened to be outside and witnessed the whole ordeal um but they didn't help well it like happened so fast oh. they just like saw it and they were like oh my god so the neighbor who was i guess i'm assuming who owned the home right um was an older man and he was outside with his son and he turns to his son and he goes go get him and this like teenage boy just starts chasing Richard Ramirez down oh, the street. Oh, yeah, I think I heard this. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, just yeah. Just starts chasing him down the street. The boy's brothers come outside, and the dad's like, go, go, like, go get him. Go help your brother, like, catch this guy. And so all these, like, teenage boys are running down the street chasing Richard Ramirez, who, like, no one knows who this guy is at the time. So as they're chasing him, like, there are people outside watching, and, like, like what's going on? And as they're running, the boys are like, it's the Night Stalker, it's the Night Stalker, call the police. Like, call the police right now, it's him. So, um, like, people literally just start flooding out Uh. of their houses. Like, they can see this happening from down the street, and they start flooding out of their homes to chase Richard Ramirez down the road. That's crazy. Yeah, so there is, like, a mob of people chasing him (laughs) down the street with, like, weapons and shit, like, just chasing him. Yeah. Um, can you imagine, like, being him 
and running and there's just like a huge crowd of people chasing you? No. So finally they catch up to him and they just start beating the ever-living shit out of him. Uh, Whenever you talked about like the dad was like, go get him or whatever to the kid. It, I don't know why the scene and signs popped up in my head <laughs> where he hands him the bat. Mel Gibson like hands Joaquin the other bat. Yeah. Yeah. That's swing away. Basically this dad was Mel Gibson telling yeah. Joaquin Phoenix to swing away. He was yeah. like, go get him. <laughs> and this so, boy just started chasing him. So anyways, they got him. They are beating they, the living piss out of him. They are beating the piss out of him. They're kicking him and punching him. And one guy's hitting him with a metal rod. Literally until the police show up, they're beating him. Huh. Well, they w- don't want him to get away. Yeah. Um, they, when the police arrive, the group of people around him is so clustered that the police are like, where's the Night Stalker? Which one is he? Like, which one's the Night yeah. Stalker? And he's getting beat so badly that he goes, me, I'm the Night Stalker. I'm the Night <laughs> Stalker. Please take me and put me in your car. Like, That's crazy. They're beating his ass yeah. so much that he wants to be arrested to get away from this beating. Um, they have to bandage his head on the scene because of the people that beat him so yeah, badly. Yeah, the bleeding. Yeah, so he's like sitting in the back of this cop car. He looks like an alien because of this wrap on his head. Well, and his bo- cheekbones were protruding out of yeah, his face. Yeah, and all you can see is his giant eyeballs and, like, yeah. his nose and his mouth. And everything else is just smooth white, like, gauze. Yeah. And he looks like a creepy little alien in the back <laughs> of this cop car. And they take him to the station. Richard Ramirez, the night stalker, is caught. Boom. It's my favorite part. Um, so three years later, caught in 18, 18, 1985... Three years later, in 88, his trial begins. Um, so this is when you see him. He looks healthier. Yeah. Um, the prison dentist pulls out all of his rotting teeth. Ugh. They pull them all out, and they give him dentures. So when he's in court, he has, you know. Fake. Yeah. Fake, nice teeth. Oh. And how are they paid for? Through taxpayers' yep. money. Yep. Bullshit. Um, yeah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Um, so if you have never heard anything about the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, you have probably seen pictures of him in court. If you don't know anything about him, you have probably still seen his picture. If you've seen Joe Dirt, you've I seen a picture of him. I was getting ready to say that. So, like, he's infamous for, like, taunting people during the court proceedings. By He had drawn a pentagram on his hand, and he would hold it up and, like, show people during court. And he would yell, Hail Satan! Yeah. In the middle of court. So, yeah, if you've seen Joe Dirt, the scene where he pays that, um, what's it called? Criminal yeah. sketch artist. He <laughs> pays that to, yeah, to <laughs> sketch a description <laughs> his of parents. his parents. <laughs> and his mom comes out looking like Richard Ramirez. <laughs> so, that's the picture he puts up of his mom, I who was, is Richard Ramirez. I was trying to think, I can't remember the timeline, like, of. Joe Dirt? Of Joe Dirt, like what year that was? Whenever he, yeah, I have no idea. yeah, yeah. I need to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in a while, so. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. A year, <laughs> a year. Li- my mom came out looking like <laughs> the night stalker. I just remember. Yeah, I don't know. He's posting it up everywhere. And yeah. <laughs> Um, so a year later, in 1989, Richard Ramirez is finally charged with 13 counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. Um, his sentence was death um, in California's gas chamber. I didn't know California had a gas chamber. Huh. I don't think they yeah. do anymore, but apparently in the 80s they did. Um, I'm pretty sure everything's lethal injection now. Yeah. I'm almost sure. I could be very wrong. I have no idea. Um, his reaction to his sentencing was, big deal. Death always went with the territory. See you in Disneyland. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, now that I think of it, I think there's a few states with the electric chair. I think. I don't know. Irrelevant. I don't, I don't know. I actually um, don't know. So don't listen like, to me. I've watched interviews with him, and he's so... I don't even know. He's like, 
you know when someone smokes a lot of weed and they just like start talking about like life and universe and i guess yeah they just rant like, on yeah and they're just like the, the greater purpose of life is th- that's how he talks huh well he was a californian so yeah and he smoked a lot of weed yeah and did a lot of cocaine so, so. yeah that's just how he talks um, and he seems like an arrogant asshole just based off interviews I've seen. Well, he's not normal, so. Um, so, although he was sentenced to death, um, he didn't let prison get in the way of his love life. Um, a woman named Doreen L- Lau- Loy. We're going to go with Leoy. Okay. L- Leoy. Okay. Doreen Leoy wrote Ramirez 75 letters during his incarceration. Um, in 1988, Ramirez proposed to Leoy. What is it with women liking I these pieces know. of shit? I think they're, like, severely abused. So yeah. they, like, equate love with people who abuse. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he proposed to her in 88... And in 96, 1996, they got married in San Quentin State Prison. That's crazy. But she eventually left him, even though she said that if he was put to death, she would kill herself. Huh. But he never was, so she eventually left him. Probably because, um, like, prison really isn't, like, the best place to have a relationship, you know? Like, there's not a lot of freedom. (laughs) You can't see each other. Or probably the fact that he was a serial killer. And, and he had would kill her. no capacity to love people because he was a sociopath. Yeah. Um, on June 7th, 2013, at the age of 53, Richard Ramirez died due to B-cell lymphoma. Huh. He should have got the gas chambers. He died in a hospital. Huh. Uh, that's... I didn't realize he died, like... Recently? Yeah. Yeah. He also had chronic hepatitis C viral mm. infection. Which I don't know. Is he can suffer from all the drugs. That son of a bitch can suffer. Yeah, which he probably didn't. He was probably on a lot of uh, morphine. Yep. Paid for by who? Taxpayers. Yeah. All right. Anyways. You sound like a Republican. I know. Anyways, so let's see. Um, what should we do next week? Uh. I don't know. Uh, we have. I'm gonna see if I can fit oh this wait. microphone in my mouth. Uh, oh. Murders. Did you did it like pick up my jaw popping? Probably. I don't know. Anyways, murders in the country of our ancestors. Ooh, so I do oh. Ireland because I'm disgustingly Irish. And, and then I would be South Korean. Yeah, South Korean. Uh, I could try to find one. That would be interesting. I feel like mine also have to do with, like, drunken bar things. <laughs> That's stereotyping. Fighting. Though. Yeah, fighting in a bar. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's do you want to do family. that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see you whoop next whoop. week. Yours are going to be so much better than mine. Nah. Yeah. Well, I feel like some crazy Asian, stuff happens. Asians Asian. are crazy. Yeah. So. Mine's just going to be, bo- I don't know. Oh, well, we'll figure yeah. it out. All right. Some Asian's going to use, like, an octopus to suck out their victims intestines or some shit like that Mm -hmm. i don't know anyways okay all right we'll see you next week okay bye bye